Hi everyone, welcome back to the Outliers podcast. I'm your host Pankaj Mishra and we are back with a new season of Outliers called the season of resilience. These are uncertain times and everyone is trying to cope with uncertainties, anxiety and so many unanswered questions. We thought we could be useful to all of you by doing a fresh series of conversations with Outliers and some new guests please stay safe and i really hope all of us get out of this stronger and more resilient thank you i'm very excited to be having this conversation with girish matrabhutam who is a founder of freshworks and uh, among founders in the ecosystem who a lot of uh entrepreneurs look up to uh, girish has had a long journey through different cycles of disruptions and uh, challenging times uh is the founder of freshworks and uh, you know like i said uh someone uh, who the entire ecosystem looks up to so welcome to the podcast girish thanks pankaj uh, thanks for having me and uh, i hope uh, you and your family are safe Yes, thank you, Girish. I hope all well at your end too. Yes, great. Uh, not the best of the times to be having uh, a conversation, but you know, there's a lot of anxiety around all of us. Uh, every founder I speak with is battling uh, all kinds of battles, locked in a war room, a lot of existential questions, and so on. to start with girish how do you read everything that's playing around us okay so first before i even answer that i think uh, uh, most of us we are really fortunate to even uh, be in the situation we are in if you look at what's happening with the migrant workers and uh, with so many people who losing their livelihoods i think uh, many of us uh, in tech uh, we are worried about revenue growth and uh, our companies but there are so many people who have lost their livelihood who are struggling for food and essential needs so i think uh, it's a it's a humanitarian crisis so i would say i'm personally very very thankful uh, for the uh, like i i'm grateful for where we are today compared to what is happening in the world so <clears throat> talking about this right and uh, all of us are going through this uh, probably for the first time uh, ever we have never seen the world shut down like this so even in the previous uh, uh, recessions whether it's the 2008 financial crisis or the dot com bust in 2001 um, 2000 2001 uh, so i think uh, there were segments of uh, uh, companies impacted or like uh, in the dot com bust the silicon valley companies were impacted uh, vcs lost a lot of money in mm-hmm. the financial crisis uh, banks lost a lot of money and there was uh, wall street was on like really uh, going through a a big problem but in in both these scenarios uh, in these past events the world was not shut down like uh, people were traveling uh, businesses were running um, so so we were all watching what's happening in the uh, financial markets right but this is uh, much much bigger and uh, the healthcare system is under tremendous stress there is a lot of fear and anxiety in people's mind uh, see the, the virus itself Uh, can come and go and in fact i spoke to some of my friends who had got the virus and uh, in in a week or so they were better but the mm-hmm. problem is 
the healthcare system is so uh, uh, constrained in terms of the number of available beds and so on in every country. I think uh, like the exponential rise is what we are trying to control. And I think uh, the good news is uh, we are starting to see some positive signs everywhere in the US and in India uh, that uh, maybe it's the very, very early days where the, the beginning of the flattening of the curve is starting to happen so uh, we have we, we have to hope for the best but at the same time i think as founders we have to uh, plan for the worst also sure sure Girish. now not to compare what's going on now with anything that you have experienced before but if if you were to look at uh, times when you really uh, faced anything existential as a founder uh, you know, can you? Is there any learning that you feel has prepared you better? Yeah, I think uh, um, most of the learnings uh, that anybody can get is only from the 2008 uh, uh, crisis, right? Because that is the last big recession that uh, uh, we have seen. And in those days, I think uh, there was a lot of hindsight learnings on what the best companies did, how did they emerge stronger. So there are even frameworks which we call as the VUCA framework, which is how to operate uh, in times of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, right? So right now, uh, I think uh, we are definitely, uh, the, the VUCA playbook uh, will apply. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, uh, ambiguity and uncertainty is basically about how much do you know about the situation, right? So if 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 you don't know anything about uh, uh, what's going to happen in, in Q2, for example, uh, there's a, a high degree of uh, uncertainty, right? And volatility is how uh, well can you actually uh, uh, predict? Uh, okay, if you're doing something, can you predict? If you're going to invest in marketing, can you uh, predict with certainty that you will get the revenue, right? So so basically, uh, uh, the, the y-axis is like that. Like, uh, do you have a degree of... Uh, uh, prediction. So I think we are living in that situation where we don't know enough about uh, uh, the situation and we also don't know uh, what actions uh, will drive what uh, results, right? So I think uh, uh, it, it is uh, an important uh, time where we should not get uh, carried away. The, uh, it's always said that um, the like what is controllable, like in, in this scenario, what is controllable is uh, the spending and uh, I would say like uh, in both the recessions, people always say the best companies emerge stronger, right? What does that mean? So I think uh, the lesson is uh, from a founder standpoint, right? So many great companies were actually created during the recession. But for that, you need to understand what you need to do. And I would say the first thing uh, I would say is founders today have to reset their mind from growth to survival. And I think... Mm -hmm. uh, See, most of our founders have not seen uh, anything but a bull market because this bull market in uh, uh, tech and SaaS has been going on for like 12, 11 or 12 years now, right? So right mm-hmm. from 2010 uh, to now, we have not seen any downturn. We have not seen any recession. We saw increases of funding. We saw a lot of good news and positivity among startups. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, most uh, founders are tuned to live in that growth-oriented world, right? Mm. But what has happened today is uh, there is a hard reset. And that reset has to happen in the founder's mind also. 
that they have to move or reset from a growth mindset to a survival mindset first mm-hmm. again different companies may be in different stages like there could be a very early stage startup uh, with uh, uh, no revenues and no funding there could be uh, startups with some revenue and some funding there could be well capitalized uh, uh, startups who have enough money and and some uh, uh, revenue and there could be profitable companies uh, with customers uh, and and all these companies right uh, have to uh, switch to survival mode right now it's not about growth anymore like even 4 weeks ago every founder would have been uh, if you if like if you ask them what was the top challenge for 2020 the the mm-hmm. popular answer would be like growth and uh, uh, hiring great talent so mm-hmm. but the situation has changed and if the founder does not reset that in this four weeks the world has changed so right now it is not about um, revenue growth or hiring top talent the the problem has changed to actually um, number one making a survival plan like do you have a plan to survive for 24 months so i would say that is uh, an important reset now mm-hmm. once you have that then what are the other things that you can do how can you uh, protect your uh, existing customer revenue right so uh, because cash collection is going to be a, a, a tough challenge now so we'll talk about that but uh, i think that is the uh, the learning from the past crisis is uh, how do you reset Uh, your expectations you don't continue to live in the fantasy growth world which you are experiencing you can't assume that nothing has changed and continue to go as if uh, everything will continue to be okay the number one responsibility that founders uh, need now is to adapt uh, to a survival mindset and that is a big learning from 2008 hmm. no that's very well said girish now before we get deeper into that managing that part you know there are lots of founders uh, or lots of startups that are that have taken birth over the past few weeks or couple of months now the question they are asking themselves is should we go on with it or this is the time to you know uh, throw in the towel or there are other set of companies who have been really facing existential uh, problems even before this crisis and they are wondering if this is the time to uh, shut the shop i know this this question can be answered uh, depending who you ask but how would you approach uh, a question like that uh, because you also watch a lot of founders very closely right so i think uh, what is see it, this question can be answered only uh, uh, knowing the details of uh, uh, the cash position at uh, the position and the runway Uh, that the company has right so now it's not a great time to sell the company also right meaning who's buying mm-hmm. so and and also the valuations have dropped so i think uh, see everybody prefers a growth market only because there's a lot of good news right whether you are uh, even when you are uh, getting acquired uh, you can get a bigger multiple and a bigger exit so i think right now uh, the key question is uh, do you have money to survive or not right so mm-hmm. i think uh, and and uh, if you can survive and you want to continue the startup and wait for better times to come i think uh, getting into the survival plan uh, or survival mode is essential and and see i i know some startups which have more than 200 people mm-hmm. and but they are in one of the worst hit sectors uh, in travel so they have to let go of people which is see again this company was 
like doubling revenues and uh, going for the next round of funding. So they were hiring a lot of people. Like so, so the company went from like eighty people to one hundred and two hundred twenty people uh, in a span of the last uh, six eight months. And uh, mm-hmm. when suddenly the world is changed upside down and all the revenue is getting cancelled, uh, so it's very very painful to actually see. Uh, let go of the people that you have hired and uh, so many careers are at stake. But if you don't have enough money, you have to take the call because the company has to survive, right? So you have to make sure that you cannot assume that, oh, in May or June, everything is going to come back to normal because it is not going to come back to normal in May or June. And we all hope that it will. But mm-hmm. as a uh, founder, you have to think, what if it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I say, uh, uh, like, you have to, uh, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, right? So, and and I, I'm saying this because many founders, when when we talk to them about this, uh, like they will say, "Hey, what if in three months, uh, situation improves and then growth comes back? Then I hired all these people, and if I let go of them, then it will be like a waste." Then we have to yeah. ask them, "What what if it doesn't? Like, what mm-hmm. if situation doesn't improve by July or August or September, right?" So. We don't know if, if uh, like Corona is going to be completely wiped away from the face of the earth. We don't know if there will be other uh, uh, waves of uh, Corona. We don't know if people in their minds will start uh, going to conferences and attending events and traveling for leisure and uh, all of that. Uh, will that happen in the, uh, happen this year? Will it come back? Like, will you and I? Uh, like, are you planning to go on a vacation this year? So, will you do you still have the courage to do to go to Europe? So I think these are all questions that nobody knows the answer, right? So as a founder, you need to be prepared, right? So I think, uh, so uh, to answer your question, there is no straightforward answer to say, uh, uh, okay, shut down now or uh, uh, go back uh, to your employment because that is also a scary situation, right? Mm -hmm. So in in the Bay Area alone, uh, today I read that 22,000 people have been laid off. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know the number in in uh, India, in Bangalore or Chennai, uh, for example. But uh, see, uh, every company is uh, laying off people. Very few companies are hiring. So if mm-hmm. if you want to shut down your company today, like are you sure you're going to get a job immediately, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like starting next week? That also we don't know. Uh, so right now it's not a great market for that. So I would say, I, assuming that a founder wants to keep the continue going, let's talk about that. The framework for that is. Uh, very uh, straightforward. Number one, plan for survival. Uh, I can I cannot st- stop saying that enough. So plan for survival is give yourself uh, like the maximum runway you can. 24 months mm-hmm. would be great or 18 months would be great because we all hope that situation will change. But can you have to make sure that the company will survive for 18 or 24 months, right? So uh, because everything has changed. The VCs, uh, some of the VCs that I know, uh, they are not investing right now. So the deals that are happening right now are the deals where uh, the meetings happened in Q1 and they've already committed. Mm-hmm. So those closure of those rounds are happening. So if people actually uh, make a, a press release saying, hey, we announced uh, our funding or closed our funding in this environment, remember that all the uh, discussions happened uh, in Q1. So most VCs yeah. that I talk to, they are not doing... Uh, um, meetings over Zoom because you have to understand VCs really look at body language and they want to feel that founder connect. And and so many of them are actually taking it slow, right? And also mm. for those founders where I would there is a 
round being discussed i would say just close the round and even if you have to give up uh, like a, a, today one of my uh, uh, portfolio companies uh, they are in the closing stages of a term sheet but they are saying uh, the new investor there are two investors both of them want board seats i just said close give them the board seat and close it because right now mm-hmm. if if they don't close that round the company has only 4 months of cash left mm-hmm. and uh, um, so it's important to survey and you don't know what's going to change valuations may drop uh, sit, uh, we, and, and many vcs are indicating that and and you cannot uh, play this uh, card as if vcs are uh, opportunistic people who suddenly are doing bad things basically you have to understand mm-hmm. that the entire portfolio value of the vcs have also gone down and and the vcs take money from their lps the lps invest in their money in public uh, markets all the public markets were down uh, in india i think it's down 35 40% so uh, so so basically this is a contraction for everybody so uh, there is going to be a reset and as a founder uh, once you have your survival plan done then mm-hmm. you should look at uh, uh, how to protect uh, uh, existing customer revenue now you said there are some startups that are very early stage so very early mm-hmm. stage startups i would say uh, time is what you have right because you've just started if you have the cash or even if you're only two or three people and you can self sustain without a salary uh, mm-hmm. go and build the tech and hopefully in 6 months 8 months time the world will be a different place and it will be better uh, maybe um, you don't need uh, a, a bigger plan as long as the small early team can just survive on their own uh, you can come out stronger but if there are uh, if there's an existing team with a lot of costs uh, already in and uh, but you don't have the corresponding revenues even in a good day uh, many startups are dependent on the next round of funding uh, because they are burning a lot of cash now it is even more uh, uh, stressful because revenue is not coming in right so so i think depending we have to bucket the companies into different types uh, companies that are pre revenue and uh, they have to figure out either they have the funding to survive or they can self sustain with a small team uh companies with revenue they have to focus on protecting the uh, revenue collecting cash from existing customers so that's that's the most important problem for companies with revenue right so uh, again this is a reset because uh, till last month we would be thinking about growing right uh, uh, like as a startup you may be growing 200% or 100% or 60% and and you are thinking about how will i get to that growth now while talking about growth you are always assuming that your existing customers are going to pay you Uh, now there is a double edged problem right one is there is a leaky bucket where existing customers are going through pain they can't yeah. pay you and your cash collection is suffering you have to protect that while you are trying to see where are the new deals because many of them are postponing the deals or cancelling customers are not buying but there are some pockets where customers are buying so how do you find those few customers while plugging this leaky bucket so i think for uh, startups with revenue Uh, you have to focus on customer retention and uh, finding those opportunities hmm. yeah now that's very well articulated girish now i know freshworks is a private company and of course i'm i don't want to get into the numbers and all but to whatever extent you can girish can you give us a sense of the so called war room uh, that you are in and how are you navigating freshworks through this uh, crisis uh, if if you could pick and illustrate some of the things that would really help to whatever extent you can sure see i think again i would say uh, when we started the year right um, we started with an annual operating plan assuming that uh, at our scale we are going to grow at uh, 
say more than 60%, right? So that mm-hmm. was the plan. So when you are growing like that, you make a plan, a budget on how much you're going to spend and how many people you're going to hire. And uh, so this year we would have probably hired 900 to 1,000 people more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we would probably we're planning to spend uh, several hundred million dollars mm-hmm. in terms of overall spend, marketing, hiring, uh, sales teams, uh, compensation, and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, broadly, if you look at Q1, mm-hmm. so see, till March, uh, none of us had any clue of this, right? And so when we are planning for a whole year, many of our, most of our hiring was front-loaded. Like we had to get the people uh, in Q1 so mm-hmm. that they are productive for the rest of the year, right? So we had already gone ahead and hired uh, like, I think 300, 400 plus folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, as of now, we have like we uh, 470 plus openings, uh, mm-hmm. but we have paused all the hiring. The, in, in two weeks ago, we paused all the hiring and we said we'll build a new critical list of uh, positions, open positions. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we are still hiring, but for uh, around 70, 75 positions. So that's the mm-hmm. uh, uh, scenario on the hiring front. So we have mm-hmm. postponed the... So, so the first thing I'll tell you is, uh, as soon as we saw this, again, you have to, we are also uh, fortunate enough that we closed a big round of financing, $150 million round yeah. last year in our own number. So uh, I think uh, that also uh, was a good move when we did that, when the valuations were good. And uh, so we are uh, safe from a, uh, a cash position, right? But even mm. with that, right? So the moment we saw... Uh, COVID happening and uh, uh, when uh, it was declared as a pandemic. So mm-hmm. we immediately said, hey, the game has changed, right? We went to our teams. I did an all hands with uh, 2,600 employees on Zoom where mm-hmm. I said, hey, the game has changed, right? It's almost like think of it as a, a cricket match, right? Mm-hmm. So so you want to hit 300 runs uh, mm-hmm. and you're starting, but uh, suddenly there is rain. And then now we all know that Duckworth Lewis method comes into play right it seems so unfair yeah. but nobody understands uh, how duckworth lewis works uh, but suddenly you are given that oh you can only uh, you have uh, say 10 overs and you have to make 160 runs or whatever something like that right? so yeah. so i think uh, that is the analogy i will give you here is uh, see uh, the, the game has suddenly changed and uh, we are not in control so the old plan is not valid anymore, right? So, and and we are a 3,000 people company, right? So, uh, how do you throw away your old plan and quickly reorient the entire company with a new plan, right? So, that's a hard problem. Like, uh, there are so many people we have hired and they're onboarding, the offers were out. So, we actually said, on the people front, we said, okay, no layoffs. We are not uh, going to lay off anybody uh, because uh, we will uh, go through this situation and. Uh, Hopefully, the, everything will recover and we will go back to our growth mode. So we will take care of all the people. We also mm-hmm. said uh, all the vendors, the housekeeping vendors, the uh, um, uh, security staff, the cab drivers. So these are around 350, 360 people who are not employed by Freshworks, but mm-hmm. their livelihood depends on Freshworks. So they are employed by our caterers, they are employed by our cab company and so on. So we actually said, Hey, we will pay the salaries for those folks because for them it's uh, um, they, otherwise their companies would lay them off, right? And they, mm-hmm. they were working for Freshworks, so so we are paying all of their salaries. But for Freshworks, we said okay, we will postpone the merit increases 
uh, for all of our employees because right now again we don't know the uh, the old plan had factored in so much revenue coming in so we'll now work on a new plan so i think uh, the point i'm trying to say is uh, even at our level even when we were growing at very very uh, healthy level when this started happening we immediately understood that hey the only thing that we can control is our spend so mm-hmm. we cut all our uh, travel we cut all our, dish, our our field marketing we reduced our digital marketing we paused hiring we uh, uh, postponed the merit increases i am not taking a salary till we do appraisal for our employees so we did all of these things just to make sure that uh, when revenue is going to fall uh um, mm-hmm. we make sure that uh, the spending also is reduced so that the business does not uh, get impacted in a very bad way and uh, mm-hmm. uh, having said that we set up a war, a war room with uh, data coming in on a daily basis the management mm-hmm. team uh, was meeting on a daily basis looking at all the uh, numbers so and in march we were seeing the signups and the traffic still going on and we never we did not see a lot of cancellation but i kept mm-hmm. telling people that hey this is one place where you have to have your gut feel uh, take over than just relying on data because the data will suddenly change right you cannot mm-hmm. assume that everything is going to be what you're seeing is very clear the the mm-hmm. suffering is real uh, meaning the pain is real the customers who are going through this uh, and it's going to impact right and now in april we are seeing uh, some customers the increase in the number of customers asking for relief and uh, mm-hmm. so we we are seeing that and so we are looking at uh, from a gtm standpoint we are seeing where are the opportunities okay businesses that are uh, actually doing well or doing okay in this environment they are still looking for solutions for remote customer support or they want to handle customer care uh, even when all employees are remote and working from home so they are you buying our software for that so we are hunting for those opportunities and you have to understand like we have a thousand member gtm org right so we have to it's like turning a big machine into these narrower opportunities that are showing up in pockets how do we focus the company on that and uh, more importantly uh, see we know that when this gets over uh, we will emerge stronger but it's important to understand what does that mean because many people give advice saying hey uh, if in the downturn if you actually do the right things you'll emerge stronger but what does do the right things mean like yeah. for us we said uh, do the right thing actually means anything that you were doing well before where your sales teams could do a rinse and repeat motion of the sale like they were able to uh, really uh, uh, sell uh, certain products like the mature products so those have to become better like uh, you have to mm-hmm. have a, a, a well differentiated or even a, a, even a, a much better superior product when you come out so those are the areas where we are investing to make sure that uh, say remote customer support or our crm is actually better when we emerge so we focus on prioritizing those areas from a product standpoint so i think uh, uh, number 1 control all the cost conserve cash number 2 look for opportunities where there are positive uh, momentum somewhere we have to, the market is there you have to dig out it may not be as big as before and then on the mm-hmm. internal focus uh we are focusing on all the areas that will make us stronger when this gets over and we are also investing in processes and uh, systems all the tech debt or product debt or process debt that we had cleaning all of that up so that um it could be a, a, a for a high growth company this can be a a, a good time to um, 
like slow down a little bit invest in all these systems get stronger and then uh, go back to growth when things get back to normal so that's what we are doing sure no that gives a very exhaustive view of what you are going through girish thank you for that a final couple of questions before i let you go uh, you know a crisis like this uh, tests the culture of the company or the dna of the company a lot uh, i would imagine right it's kind of a litmus test almost so uh, you know how how do, what does it mean for uh, culture uh, of the company culture of the startup or the company that for example in this case freshworks or any startup that you you founded uh how do you ensure uh that it stays the way you want it or you think it it also changes in some ways and so what i'm trying to ask is how does it come out on the other end and what does it mean for the culture of the company or what you stand for see i think a crisis is a great time for uh, uh company building right in terms of culture also so it brings people together people understand right See, one of the things I did in the first uh, uh, week, ten days of this crisis between March, I think, fourteen, fifteen to twenty-fifth, is uh, mm-hmm. I started doing Zoom sessions with different teams. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there are two aspects. After doing this all hands, where we announced this, I I went and spoke to the European sales team. I went and spoke to the marketing team. I spoke to the digital marketing team, the field marketing team. I spoke to the SDR team. I spoke to uh some other engineering teams product teams etc so the whole idea was to connect with uh, folks to actually mm-hmm. explain to them uh, what i am thinking right now and ask them what they are seeing in their uh, function in their uh, region in their roles and uh, uh, try to uh, focus on the positivity right so i think uh, you have to understand number one is this is not your fault this is not an employee's fault see this mm-hmm. is something that uh, it's a humanitarian crisis first and a business crisis next so it's a time to stay together and see if you have a survival plan you don't have to worry about this every company right in fact some companies actually use this time to clean up uh, tighten the belt and clean up also because see this is a chance where uh, as a public company or a private company nobody is going to be able to do anything the entire world is going through pain right so uh, i what i would like to say is pain is inevitable but suffering is optional so you don't have to suffer mentally or emotionally don't get the anxiety right so you have to deal with it with positivity you have to understand what is the you have to go through that pain right it is painful our customers are going through pain uh, the entire countries are going through pain so it it is inevitable like we have to live through that and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is a very very relevant statement here so i think uh, uh, the only mistake founders can make is not having a survival plan and assuming that uh, the good times will come back soon if it comes we are all happy but if it doesn't you have to be ready so i think the the big that would be the biggest mistake for a founder other than that make sure that you have a survival plan and then then focus on how can you emerge stronger when this is over focus on uh, leading with positivity uh, focus on finding those opportunities and also talking to customers talking to employees it's a great time to connect like i would say as a ceo i've spent more time with employees in in march 2 uh, 3 uh, weeks than i have done in probably uh, the entire 2019 mm-hmm. so uh, i think uh, it's a great opportunity to connect so i think people it's 
you can see everywhere when when people can see that uh, uh, these tough times actually bring people together so uh, there are so many employees who actually offered to me saying hey we will take a pay cut right and uh, uh, we know what you're going through and uh, so we want to also do that i told them it's not come to that yet but thank you for the offer if we need it i'll come and ask you but uh, right now you don't have to do that so i think it was um, very gratifying to hear that from employees and you know how people are uh, feeling connected to the company so i think it's a it's a great opportunity um, to bond with people in times of crisis also mm. you know uh, so girish one of the things is times like these also means that uh, there is you you need to have some uncomfortable conversations depending uh, you know where are you as a founder or as a company uh, letting go people uh, discussing things with vendors uh, or even investors now uh, depending who you are it will apply but in in your experience what did, what is the best way to have uncomfortable conversations see speak the truth honestly right at the end of the day any every founder uh, is is uh, hiring people uh, believing that the business will grow right and what happened with covid is not that anything that anybody could predict right see you are in the media we all know that in 2019 december so many articles came about predictions for 2020 not even a single journalist anywhere in the world predicted that covid yeah. will become a big problem right so so i think nobody knew this saw this coming right so see the uncomfortable conversations can come will, will actually the conversation will be more uncomfortable uh, in in a growth scenario where you are letting go of people uh, because of your own performance right like if you are executing badly as a founder or uh, or if the individual is executing badly as an employee then those are the uncomfortable conversations today it is a survival of the company and it is uncomfortable but i don't know any way to uh, make it easy right you have the only way is be truthful uh, be honest and explain and it's also very if, if uh, there are uh, some companies which are asking employees to work without a salary for a few months and compensating them with these offs so maybe there are some employees who uh, can uh, go through that but at the end of the day uh, you can still be friends with people uh, even after you uh, Uh, separate with them like even if you have to like i am still friends with uh, all the people that i have laid off in my life so so i think uh, mm. it, it it's important to explain to them what is happening and the reason for this decision and that it's not personal it's uh, uh, the survival of the company and the company is bigger than anybody right it's bigger than the ceo it's bigger than the investor the company is uh, the first priority for the founder and or the ceo and uh, you have to do whatever it takes to make sure the company uh, survives right and uh, if if see this is the dilemma would be like what happens in 3 months if situation improves and you have made a wrong call by letting go of all the people that's not the wrong call uh, meaning you may have to do it in order to survive because what happens if you keep all the employees and then in 3 months the company dies very true finally girish how do you stay sane and how do you stay someone you admire uh, every time you go through a crisis <laughs> see i think uh, uh, staying sane is a decision in in my opinion mm-hmm. i think uh, you just have to decide to be positive and be happy all the time right 
even in a high growth situation we have seen founders who are very anxious and stressed uh, uh, actually high growth is a lot of stress also right and and uh, or or fundraising is very stressful so i think uh, what i have realized after interacting with a lot of people is see fundamentally you are who you are right unless times will come and go but you have to learn to look at the positivity like for example uh, this is the first time we are spending so much time together as a family right so there is definitely positivity there uh, there's no traffic on the roads there's less pollution we are we are watching a lot of, i i am a movie buff so i'm watching a lot of amazon prime and netflix uh, all my weekends are going into uh, uh, movies i'm i'm happy about that right so i think uh, see i i also have friends who like continuously uh, read uh, negative news about covid and uh, they are really scared and whatsapp is uh, so much of fear mongering there's so much of media fear mongering mm-hmm. also like at the end of the day see, my opinion is like see you can't do much right so you, even if you go to a grocery store to buy grocery you may get corona right and uh, so we have to do what is right by staying at home and self distancing so and and that's where i said everything else is uh, optional that that suffering that we are going through the anxiety that we are going through that is not caused by corona that is caused by whatsapp and the media and we are inflicting it upon ourselves mm. so i i think uh, it's a decision for me uh, and i would appeal to all the founders to say hey this too will pass just uh, uh, stay positive look at uh, learn to appreciate some of the good things that we have in life and uh, go back and do what you really love doing like i i am going to look at products um so so if you like reading books or movies so find time to do what uh, you have time right one thing we know this everybody all of us have time because we are not traveling we are not on planes and airports and we are not uh, uh, in back to back maybe we are in zoom meetings but still there's no commute and and so on so i think we have time use the time to focus on things that uh, you love doing the things that give you happiness uh, spend time with family and and look for positivity i think uh, we will all Uh, stay together come out uh, stronger and also help people in need right see mm-hmm. um, i think the most important thing is right now how do we take care of uh, so many people who are losing their livelihood it's devastating mm-hmm. for them so all of us have to help in whatever way we can to uh, those people in need so i think uh, I, i will probably say it again that pain is inevitable suffering is optional very well said girish as you always Uh, thank you for giving time uh, in the middle of all of this and i hope you all the resilience and uh, staying sane of course you know how to do it thanks thanks pankaj